Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. I am Sarah Hanchar. I am your host. And today we are going to be talking about sewing and the sewing studio that my friend Carissa Bruner has here in Seattle. So I'm excited to share this episode with you. So excited. So get it? Like sewing? Do you get it? Oh my goodness. I can hear your laughter from here in the past. I hear your future laughter. Oh, it's so worth it, everybody. Hey, I'm getting a little punchy. I think we all are. And I really want to thank you for being here and for being there for each other. I have been seeing some of the kindest, most supportive and lovely things ever in the universe right now. People really checking in with each other, being there for each other, even when we can't physically be there for each other. So I kudos to all of you doing this excellent work and keep up the good work and may everyone stay safe and stay in good spirits. For more fun stuff, head on over to Facebook for I Think You're Nice or Instagram, I Think You're Nice or Twitter, I Think You're Nice. You can keep up with me there, see what's going on. I'm posting a whole bunch on Facebook, so I highly recommend heading on over to Hi, I Think You're Nice on Facebook, which is just I Think You're Nice. Have you got it? You've got it. You're clever. You know what's going on. If you'd like to help me out, you sure can. All you have to do is rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes. Find an episode that you love. Find an episode that you think will brighten someone's day and send it somewhere and send it to someone in particular even (laughs) or just out into the universe. You know what? You do you. I would just really, really love it if you'd rate, review, subscribe, and share. You can review on iTunes. You can review on Facebook. You can recommend this podcast. You can do all sorts of wonderful things if you feel like helping me out, which I would truly, deeply appreciate. Now it's time to get into it with my friend Carissa, and let's talk about sewing and the doorknob incident. Oh, you'll see. Oh, ho, ho, you'll see. Okay, everybody, enjoy, have fun, and please take care. Hi, I think you're nice. Why, hi, I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat, so let's chat, so let's chat. I think you're nice, so let's chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I talk to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. I'm your host, Sarah Hanchar, and with me today is my guest, Carissa Bruner. Yay! Yay! Hi, Carissa. (laughs) Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Yay! Excited to see you. Well, I'm excited to see you. It's been like Like a really long time. A really long time. (laughs) You can have your drink, your soda, if you want your soda. Okay. If you're parched. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I call the shots around that's here. That's right. <laughs> so it happens when you're a teacher, you're just like, okay. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so Carissa and I are in her beautiful studio. She is a sewing teacher, and you teach sewing in your sizable studio. How many students can you get in here? Um, I think the most we've had, we had a party once of 30 Oh, wow. Um, And they took turns going, but we usually about 12 to 16. Cool. Per per class sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And your studio is called? Made Sewing Studio. Made Sewing Studio. Yeah. With Carissa Bruner. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Outstanding. So here in your studio, kids can, kids and adults, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Come here to learn and sew and grow. As human creative beings. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, we teach a lot of children. Um, and we teach a lot of adults too. The adult classes we do um, smaller versions of. Okay. Because when it comes to learning, children will follow you around and stalk you when they don't know what they're doing. Uh-huh. While adults will be like, I totally get it. <laughs> And then they'll wait till you leave and then they'll look at the person next to them and they'll be like, what did she say? (laughs) And you're like, dude, okay, so A, I can see you. (laughs) That you are not doing what you're supposed to do. Why? When we decide that we no longer need to ask ask for help is just, I don't, it's something sometime in like late high school. 
And it drives me crazy. So our doll classes are much smaller. Okay. Because our, our kid classes, I mean, they, they're just next to you and you're like, oh, where did you come from? It's like the shining. <laughs> you're just like, what? Where? What happened? Children. What? They're just springing so out of the earth. What's happening? Are you even in my class? Oh, heavens. So let's jump into the, the story of you and sewing. Mm-hmm. Have you always sewn? I have. I started sewing when I was about five. That's a baby. Yeah, I was young. And it was mostly just because I was bored all the time. And they were like, just watch. You know? Uh-huh. And then um, I got in trouble a lot when I was a kid for oh, taking things apart. Oh, no. And so they thought if they taught me to put things together, that maybe I would stop doing that. Which medium worked. <laughs> I still take things. I still take things apart all the time, but they don't need to know that. Um, When you say take things apart, do you mean like like go? You go after the toaster or yeah, anything that wasn't like a toy that wasn't working anymore. And then there was this. There was an incident with doorknobs. An Um, incident with doorknobs. So I grew up in Memphis, and in Memphis, a lot of the um, and you. You lived in Florida for a long time. So, you I know, did. a lot of the ranch style houses have what's called tornado hallway. Oh. So, it's, it's in the middle. So, basically, every door in the house closes off into the middle. Uh-huh. And so, I wanted to know why some doors locked and some didn't. Oh, dear. Mostly because my sister would always lock herself in the bathroom when we were in a fight. And I wanted to be able to win. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I'm not sure she knows that that was my real motive. Uh-huh. Um, and so my grandmother was taking a nap. My sister was, I think, at her friend's house. And so I took out the toolbox and I took apart all the doorknobs that were in the hallway. Oh, my. And, and um, my grandmother is like, why is Carissa so quiet? Because I should never be trusted if I'm quiet. Oh, sure. And so she gets up. And she comes out and it's all over. And I was like, Gran, I got it. <laughs> Figured it out. I think it was eight, seven or eight. <laughs> and my grandmother's like, you know, like that's the beauty about being a grandparent uh-huh. is that um, you don't care as much anymore. Like things are really cute that would have made you irate and so, so angry if they'd been your child. Sure. Right. So she's like trying not to laugh. And uh-huh. she's like, your mom's going to be really mad. And so she she goes into the bedroom and she's like, okay, just don't touch anything. And I'm like, no, Grand, wait, 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 let me show you. This is how it locks. Because the locking mechanism was still in the door, but the yeah. doorknob was off. <laughs> so all I could see is my grandmother's face from this tiny hole. And she's, again, trying so hard not to laugh. Yeah. But she's like. You know, like where you're in between really angry, but you're kind of impressed at the same time. Yeah. And so she knows how to unlock it because she grew up on a farm and she and she actually worked for the FBI. Cool. Yeah, she's rad. And um, so she knew how to fix the doorknob, but she was like, she tells me to run off and do something. I was just like, go watch, you know, cartoons or whatever. And um, then my mom got home. My grandmother like had a bottle of wine ready for my mom. And she was like, so do you want to go into the hallway now or later? (laughs) And my mom's like, why? What did she do? And so then they basically drank at the table and decided that if they taught me to sew, that maybe. (laughs) Maybe you wouldn't take the world apart. Take the world apart. So, I mean, it did actually work. And I I joked with my mom when I got my master's in education. And I joked with her and I said, you know, I said, call her and I said, guess what? She's like, what? And I'm like, so you're on the forefront of education because that's like, a, that's like an educational technique now of actually teaching someone the opposite so that their mind understands what you want them to understand. Oh. And so, and she goes, I'm still mad about it. Oh my god. So to this Mom, day she's still angry. It's been like 20, 30, I don't know how old you are, years. I know, and she's like, she goes, Well, do you have any idea how much that costs to fix? And I'm like, okay, you know what? I told you I could fix it myself. <laughs> You chose not to let me do it. A good mom would have punished me and made me put those doorknobs back together myself. Yeah. 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 And she's like. I, no, she's like there wasn't enough wine. And I'm like, 
But that's why they taught me. <laughs> Aside from I was generally interested in it, but it was one thing that they both knew how to do. And yeah. my grandmother lived with us. So one person could teach me when I annoyed one, they'd be like, go ask your grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and then vice ba- versa. Back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really <laughs> amusing way to get kicked off in the world of creation. I know. It started in the world of destruction. <laughs> Pretty much. And then my mom, I told my mom, I said, is it kind of an in your face that your punishment is now my actual livelihood? And she yeah. goes, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Well, wouldn't she be proud? Like, she is hey, super proud, but yeah. she's a little annoyed. And now you're preaching it throughout the That's world. Right. Yes. But now I'm creating other monsters. <laughs> yes, other sewing monsters, mm-hmm. which is so good, though. Like, yeah, it's fun. I love it. So you got so you've been sewing since you were five. Your parent, your mama, got you into it out of self defense. <laughs> she would consider that self defense for sure. Why do you personally enjoy sewing besides um, the opposite for using your brain for good instead of evil? <laughs> I still use it for evil because oh, I good. prank my employees all the time. <gasps> really? Oh, all the time. I'll tell you about that later. Okay, but I'll answer your question now. I love. The fact that I can put something together and take it apart if I want to. Oh, okay. So I like that I can make clothing that actually fits me. I'm only Mm 5'2". You know, if you want to shorten your jeans, they usually come out looking like some really offensive peg leg. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, well, unless they were serious bell bottoms, you will never have a bootcut jean when you're short. It's true. And so, you know, and then I have big boobs. I'm like, I'm not a small girl. It's always a lot to go and find something that actually fits you that you feel comfortable in. Yeah. And then what I love about being a teacher is that I get to help other people learn that too. So, and for me, a lot of it is about body confidence. So I love it where it's like, 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 for instance, when we're doing a swimsuit class or we're doing pant fitting or something like that, people are like, oh, my God, you have such a great butt. I wish I had a butt. I don't have a butt. I'm like, no, you have a butt. It's a great butt. It's a great butt. So stop talking about it. Yeah, you've got a great butt. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> your entire podcast is going to be about butts now. <laughs> That's my dream episode. Butts. <laughs> Butts, butts, butts. I like butts. <laughs> um, but I try to keep people really positive and to remind them that we're all shaped differently. Yeah. We're all different. So comparing yourself to someone else is stupid. Yeah. It's, it, it's not helpful. It it's ser- not. It doesn't serve you at all. And honestly, you're here because you need something mm-hmm. that's different. So why do we need to discuss it over and over again? You have big boobs. You have big boobs. Great. Small boobs. Small boobs. Whatever. Great. Because, you know, it's all relative, you yeah. know, and it doesn't matter. So I love teaching sewing because I love teaching those adults and kids mm-hmm. because they're comparative to each other as well. They do yeah. the same thing. For me, I love watching them figure things out. Yeah. You know, so for the kids, I love watching them figure stuff out mm-hmm. where they're like, that's how that's made. And I'm like, yes, and it shouldn't have cost $5 at Target, you know? And then for adults, I say, yeah, that's actually how your boobs are supposed to look in a shirt, you know? Interesting. Or that's how a bra is supposed to fit. Wow. You know? Wait, do you guys make bras? Mm -hmm. You do? You make bras? Mm -hmm. This just in. (laughs) You can make your own bra. Oh, yeah. never even thought about making a bra because it seems like it's insane you've got an underwire and then you've got the claspy bits in the back but if you have the right support you don't actually need the underwire (gasps) so it's all about geometry so if i could apologize to my geometry teacher Mm -hmm. from 10th grade i would because i was this is is for you this is for you 10th grade geometry geometry teacher teacher with the ponytail (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> because i was such an a-hole in his class uh-huh. about geometry and it never dawned on me until i was actually teaching sewing and i was explaining to one of the kids that a circle skirt is like using pi and that that's how yeah we make the circumference and how we decide how big the middle part is and how big the latter part is. And I was so mad because I was also lecturing the girl about doing her math homework at the same time. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, God, 
karma is a cruel mistress. Going back to the bra for a minute, yes. because my yeah. mind is so blown by this. <laughs> yes. Geometry. It's Just, about the geometry of your boobs. Yeah. About like getting the, it also has to do with having the right fabric. Okay. So that's usually the hardest part for the bras is getting the right fabric that will keep them high and tight. Yeah. If you yeah. Will. <laughs> but without being uncomfortable and pretty. I yeah. mean, we want pretty bras. I love a pretty you know, bra. We don't it just, you know, it's for us. Exactly. You know, the idea of like the bra class or the pant class. Like, I love having those women in class who are like, I don't care. I, this is my butt I've had in my whole life. Those women bring out the courage in the other people that are in the class. Yeah. And I love seeing that. I love one confident woman being like, I don't care. You know? And then the rest of them being like, why? I don't care. <gasps> you know? So it, kind of, yeah. it starts to get competitive because we're competitive I, by nature. But yeah. <laughs> it, but then everyone's walking without their pants on. And you're yeah. like, okay, you, you don't need your pants off anymore. Oh, you know? <laughs> Eventually it is appropriate to put your pants back on in a public setting. <laughs> but it, I love that one person. So when there's not that one person in class, I try to be that person for them. I mean, I don't take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are teaching yeah, and you're teaching. not tr- trying on right. pants. So it would be weird if you just drop trowel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> bam, let's do this. <laughs> I'll make like a little gif and that'll be my, yeah. Like, if you ever need a ringer, yeah. call me and I'll be like, yes, I'm taking this class. I'll take my, my pants, pants off, off. now. <laughs> what are your favorite things to make? My favorite things are jackets. Jackets. I love making jackets. Rain jackets, winter jackets. <gasps> this jacket right here, she's showing me it's red and oh, look at the lining. It's got this beautiful black and white um, lining, and I'm going to take a picture of it at the end of the recording. It's a beautiful red color with oh, lapel, not lapels, uh, <laughs> epaulets, epaulets <laughs> on the shoulder, and pockets. Always pockets. Always pockets. It's a gorgeous jacket. Thank you. And then this one. Oh, there's another. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of jackets. There's in a there. lot of jackets. It's a littler one. It's got. Um, buttons. <laughs> I'm doing a great job. <laughs> anyway, I like making jackets because I love a challenge. Um, and I like jackets. Yeah. So, um, and there's so many moving parts. Then, like, for instance, that red jacket I would never make again. Oh, yeah. Because that's 28 pieces that I had to cut out. Oh, dear. And then sew together and then do what's called top stitching. Okay. Which is where you, um, on the top of every single seam, you sew. Oh, gracious. So um, that is not easy. Easy or exciting. Mostly it's just boring as hell. Oh, okay. Um, and really so. important to get right because it's what people, people see, see it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's one thing that bugs me about why I usually never tell people that I made something that I'm wearing. It's because the minute they see it, they're like, oh, and then they start touching you. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, stop, stop that. Um, but mostly because I'm a teacher. So yeah. my stuff is supposed to be like spot on, right? Sure. So I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's not. I didn't make it. No, it's from, it's from, it's, it's from Target, I guess. Target, totally Target. Yeah, it's definitely um, just a weird season is one-off. I, yeah, right. I found it. I found it on the bus. That's where I... It's, well, it's ironic because the reason I named the studio the way it did mm-hmm. was that there's no better feeling than when somebody comments on what you're wearing and you say, I made it. This was me. I did this. And I made it for me. And so there's no better feeling than that. But I will never tell someone. <laughs> my worst spokesman (laughs) because I'm like don't get close to me (laughs) you're so critical of yourself be nice to yourself that's why I'm here for you today I know that's why I love always talking to you oh thank you (laughs) how many jackets do you think you've made over the years um somewhere between 35 and 40 wow We've touched on it a bit. We've talked about your students in your studio. So how would you classify your business or what would what would the elevator pitch for your business be? Um, 
Our place is a community for people who want to learn crafting and sewing. I'm not good at my elevator pitch. My elevator pitch sucks. That was great. Actually, (laughs) you just a community of people who are interested in crafting and sewing. I began my studio because I had a friend that would ask me to come over and help her to um, learn how to sew. Okay. So sewing is a very lonely sport because you usually sew at your home. And if you want to go and sew at someone else's house, you take your sewing machine, you take all your stuff with you. You're trying not to cut their carpet so they can get their deposit back from their apartment. <laughs> you know, like that's that's the nature of the beast. And so it can be really lonely and isolating. And I wanted to create a place where people could come and learn and enjoy and be with other people and then also get past certain levels. Like you can watch YouTube till the cows come home. Sure. But it's not going to help you. Because it's a skill-based learning. So you need someone there to say, no, your left hand isn't in the right place. Or you need to say, oh, well, your iron's not hot enough. But they're not going to know on YouTube. They can't see you. Yeah. Right? So I wanted to build a place where people could have fun and get to that next level. And then maybe I don't see them for a year. And then they come back in and they've made their wedding dress. (gasps) You know, so it's all kinds of stuff like that. And so that's why I started the studio. I had no intention of teaching children. Mm. And then I missed teaching kids. And then I had a a parent come in who was, she was, she's actually a teacher at um, St. John's Elementary. And her name's Adri. Adri took an apron class. And then she rolls by with her kids in a stroller. And like nine, nine years ago, nine, nine, eight, eight years ago. Adri's like, oh my God, I was just wearing my apron yesterday. And I'm like, people still wear apron. Never mind. But I, was like, you know, I still wear aprons. I know most it's a great story. Th- that part's a different story. But um Adri's like, yeah, I just really wish that you could teach my kids. And I was like looking at the kids in the stroller and I'm like, bit young, Adri, bit young. <laughs> and she goes, No, my students. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I call my students my kids too, even if they're big. And I was like, Oh, I said, well, I don't drive. I've never driven and I I don't intend to. And I said, so I can't really come to your school, but you are close enough. I could walk them. (laughs) And she's like, oh, that's interesting. And then we just keep talking. And then she goes, how's your Wednesday? And I'm like, what? And she goes, oh, I was just texting the principal. And the principal thinks it's a great idea for you to walk the kids over. And I'm like, I'll come get your kids. What? And I was like, oh, my God. So one, it's. I'm glad that Adri had that much fun that she would trust me with her students. Yes. Um, but we still go to St. John's to this day. And then I had a friend who really wanted to be a teacher. We used to work at the Children's Museum together. Her name's Jessica. And Jess wanted to be a teacher. And I said, well, I can I can teach you to be a teacher if you want to drive. Sweet. And so she started going to the schools for me. She's now a third grade teacher. Aww. And she was actually just in her local newspaper for the creative stuff that she was doing with the kids. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, she went to school. Yeah. So that started the whole thing. And then. Do you still walk the children over? No, because we don't We're we've moved our studio three oh, times. Right, so. right, right. I'm so su- I'm so sarcastic with my students, like so far beyond what's probably allowed. <laughs> I love messing with them. The same as I love messing with my employees. I love it's it. It's just fun. It is. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, for instance, um, a, one of the stories that you would ask me about, um, Julia was my very first employee and she's uh-huh. a costume designer. She now lives in Atlanta. And Julia was, was upstairs in our first studio, we had two levels. And so she was upstairs teaching the kids and I was downstairs working on my computer. And I hear one of the kids are like, Julia. And I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to. So she goes to the bath. So we switch so she can go to the bathroom. And I'm like, so guys, Julia responds really well. If you sing her name. Sing her name, Julia. And they're like, oh. and I said, no, she won't probably respond to you otherwise. <laughs> we switch places. I go back downstairs and I hear it for like an hour. And so she goes back downstairs and she, she'd she been a teacher, but she, any costume designer can pretty much block everything out of their entire peripheral. So she wasn't, I don't think, really paying attention that much uh-huh. to it. 
Because it wasn't, if it had been the second class of them doing it, she would have been super annoyed, but it was the first one. Mm. So you kind of give your kids a little carte blanche, carte blanche. I can't even say it. I don't know. Car- carte blanche? Carte blanche? Carte, carte <laughs> You give blank. them some leeway. Give them a blank check. <laughs> you basically know they're going to be annoying the first time. And then you know how to, cor- then what you do is you use that to correct the annoying the next time. Uh-huh. So then you go, okay, they do A, B, and C. All right, so these two won't sit together. Those two won't sit together. I don't even want those to look at each other. You know, like, (laughs) so you kind of, the first class is where we do that. So Julia comes back downstairs and she's doing something else. And I was like, Julia, will you get me A, B, and C? And so I do it for like a cool 30 minutes. All of a sudden she just slams something down and she's like, did you tell them to do that? <laughs> it was so great. And so then in turn, we did it to our intern the next year, whose name was Pearl. And we would, so we get the kids to sing Pearl's name. And she was like, I hate you. And I said, because I have a name that can't be sung. <laughs> I can challenge I'm sure you accepted. Can. <laughs> no, but it's like, they can't remember my name. They can't? Mm-mm. They can't remember Carissa? Mm-mm. Oh, they sh- call me teacher or Miss B. Miss B. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't remember Carissa. But Aww. they can remember Pearl. They can remember Julia. They can marry. They can remember Stephanie. They can remember all those names. And I'm like, they'll be like, Cece, who's one of our interns. And then uh-huh. I look at her and I'm like, the kid's looking right at me. Right. And I said, they didn't say not my name. And then I just walk off. And she's like, wait, they're talking to you. And I'm like, not it. <laughs> just bail on just the Just bail on the intern. <laughs> Figure it out. You're they've, supposed to learn here. They've got it. They're fine. Why do you think it's important for folks to know how to sew? I think for two reasons. One, it's a life skill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the second is you should know where things came from. Okay. So that you value what you've bought. So when you go and you, so like a really great example is we have this one class where we make little baby onesies, like little ring, like the little baby ones, you know, like for an actual baby. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so cute. And, um, but at the end of that class, every time people are like, I can't believe it took me four hours to do that. And I said, do you think that someone else? Took four hours to do that. And she's like, well, I can get, or they'll be like, well, I can get these from so-and-so for, for $5, mm-hmm. five for $5. And I'm like, that's how much that person got paid. Ooh. And they go, huh. So I think there's a value in a, the fun and creativity of it. Sure. And the excitement of making something that actually fits you and being able to say, I made it, but also to know that someone Else makes stuff. And so when you do that, when you buy that amount yeah, for that, um, someone may not have gotten paid that much to do it. And so it's important to see that cycle, you know? So I want it to be really exciting, but I also want people to see the footprint that's being left by yeah. buying something for really cheap. Like, cause we love doing that now. And that's called, it's called fast fashion. And it didn't start until the fifties right after World War II. Because before that, you would go in, you'd look at a book, you'd pick out your style, yeah. you'd pick out your fabric. In a week, you would, could they take thousands of measurements and then you would pick it up in a week. And then fast fashion started because women weren't going back to sewing and mm. going back home. They were staying in the workplace. Sure. So fashion had to get faster. And so they started mass producing things. That's why knitwear is so popular because you don't have to worry about fit oh. for the most part. Although it's an animal to sew. So it's like you. I was going to say, really it's like, so stretchy and weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like people always want to sew knits. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just letting you know. It's not the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. you know. But fitting isn't easy either. So, you know. But anyway. Because of fast fashion, we don't really take the time to think about how something was made Mm. and how hard it might have been and how much that person got. It's kind of like cooking, you know, like when you go and you make beef stew and you go, (laughs) it took four hours. Oh, (laughs) I could have gotten a can of it. 
someone made it, you know. Still, yeah. So like I that's so that's my other reason of why I really love teaching sewing because I like people knowing where things came from. But mostly it's for the fun. Yeah. Because it's exciting. It is exciting. And it's it makes you feel useful. I love the idea of being more thoughtful mm-hmm. about where things are coming from. Mm-hmm. I anything that encourages people to move forward with more thoughtfulness mm-hmm. and care and gratefulness makes mm-hmm. me a happy camper. We bought uh, for myself, I don't sew. So, in mm-hmm. fact, sewing makes me insane. My mom, <laughs> my mom's a costumer, and oh, really? so I, I didn't know that. So I grew up with sewing machines, and everyone's sewing. Um, the basement it looks literally exactly like your <laughs> your studio, the basement <laughs> of my home. Some people have like workshops downstairs, like you know, dad's workshop, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Nope, it is mom's workshop. It is all costumes all day. Mm-hmm. Um, she's currently costuming Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh wow! Um, it's way in the future still. She likes to get started early and have Cause like she's smart. <laughs> yes, because she she knows the deal. The, those are the best costumers. Yeah. Are the ones that are like I already have it. Yeah. You she's know? got a ton in stock. She's got so much going on. She has a whole crew of uh, people who like to help her. The Yaya Stitcherhood. Oh, Isn't that the God, cutest thing you've ever it. heard? It, it's the best. Where is this? Uh, this is in central Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, where, I where I grew up. And so I I sue, sued. I have sewn a couple of like pillowcases when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then about a year ago, I dabbled. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try to get in there again. Not with me, you didn't. I desperately need your help <laughs> because I'm like, I can, I have a problem with people telling me what to do. So I'm like, I can so figure I. this out. <laughs> I can do this. I know how to make a pillow. I made one in sixth grade. How hard could it be? Well, it's hard when you don't remember how to set the tension on your <laughs> friggin' sewing machine. So I, I made a handful of pillows. I made some curtains um, everything square. Basically, <laughs> if it was square, I could do it. Um, and then my tension blew. But anytime I do so, it's usually for fixing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like fixing. Oh, you need to sew for pleasure. It is not so, just not just for so fixing fun. stuff. Yes, sewing for fun is exhilarating. The pillows were fun. Well, pillows are fun because it's easy. It's instant gratification. Yeah, it's easy. It does make you a little annoyed when you figure out how much you've paid for pillows over your lifetime. But, you know. Well, if you saw the pillows I made, forgetting that pillows have uh, volume, yes. like they, they, they're gaping in the back. They're just gaping open. And uh, even. Is it an envelope style? Yes. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. So it just. And then other ones, they're, they're crooked because I don't know how to keep my foot straight on the thing. I need your help. I, I genuinely need your help. I can help you. Because it was it was a lot of fun. Like the pillows and the curtains were really fun. And I do feel a huge sense of pride of saying mm-hmm. like, I made that. Do not turn them over. <laughs> I I made these. And but, um, but there's things on you, like you said, on YouTube that will not help me. Because I don't know what I don't know in this regard. Yep. So having a, a teacher would be invaluable for me. Well, I spend a lot of time doing that. Like, um, I, <laughs> I've had people FaceTime me with their okay. machines and be like, I don't know what I did. And I'm like, well, your needle's in backwards and I don't even know how you accomplished that. Don't be discouraged because you can't figure it out. You don't, like you just said, you don't know what you don't know. So like, if you don't know that it's called a bobbin and you go on Google and you say that thing on the bottom that has thread in it isn't working. You're not going to get anything but some really <laughs> messed up Google pictures. So just be careful. Okay. Don't don't do the pictures. You don't you don't know what what you're even talking about, right? Sure. Like you don't have the vocabulary yet. So I do it all the time. That's why we're going to start doing online classes for people so that they I can look at them and say, okay, s- your needles in backwards, mm-hmm. you know, or. Well, you know, here are different ways to go straight. You know, like, for instance, if it's hard to sew straight, yeah. draw a line. Oh. Draw okay. yourself a line okay. so that you can sew on it. Take um, post-it notes and take the last part off and put it on the side. Uh-huh. And it, like 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 a bumper, like, you know, when you bowl. <gasps> yeah. Put that on there. 
can't go anywhere, right? <gasps> so there are all different kinds of little things, but I can't tell you until I see what you're actually doing. Sure. Right? So for instance, I'm left-handed, right? So sewing is a left-handed sport, so it's my sport. Really? Right? So everything is easier for me. Everything's on the left-hand side. That's literally the only time I've ever heard, because my husband's left-handed, mm-hmm. and everything is not made for him, from video nope. gaming everything to everything. Everything is made for us. Yeah. Because... But I'll tell him to get into sewing. That's right. It's made for him. He should. It's made for us, because back in the day, sewing, the original sewing machine, there was one right over there. <gasps> um, cool. And it was hand crank. In that time period, they assumed... That your strongest arm was your main arm, right? Uh-huh. Your dominant arm, which is true. So you would spin it really fast and then you would sew. So everything's to the left and they never change that. But the thing is, is that your fine motor skills are that hand, right? Oh. If you're sitting there cranking, you're actually starting to use your, you have to use your left hand to do everything. For instance, I've had some students that are just profoundly right-handed, which means that they they can't reverse anything. So they have to see everything done with a right hand instead of a left. So that's what I mean about it being a skill-based learning because skill-based learning, you need to physically see what the person is doing and they need to physically see what you're doing because no matter how great of a teacher you are or a subject matter expert, we always leave something out that we don't talk about. I'll say to the kids, hold it like it's a tomato, you know, and they'll go, well, what do you mean? And I said, you're squeezing too hard. Do you, you want to squeeze your tomato? And they're like, no. And like, okay, hold it like a tomato because they understand what a tomato is. Yeah. Right. Soft hands. Soft hands. Right. But if I say soft hands, they're like, I am being soft. You're like, oh, (laughs) you know, I had an adult who having a really hard time remembering to put the presser foot down, which I, for the kids, I call it skis because otherwise they press their foot. Uh-huh. On the pedal instead. And I'm like, that's not, oh God, so literal. Um, <laughs> they're kids. What do you want? That's what I love teaching them though. Cause I'm like, oh my God, you're so weird. I love it. Like <laughs> I love watching their way of doing it. But I had another student where she, um, she was an adult. She was, I asked her what she did for a living. Cause I always think that what you do for a living helps you relate to what you're doing right then. Oh, interesting. Right? So she could not forget to do that. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. What do you do for a living? And she's like, I, um, I'm a boat captain. Cool. And I was like, okay, first of all, boss, right there. That is awesome. I said, well, would you leave your boat without the anchor down? And she goes, no, never. And I said, because what happens? She's like, well, it just goes off and it'll go off into the water. And I said, so put your press your foot down. And I said, that's your anchor. And she goes, huh. She never had a problem after that. Yeah. It's things like that when you're teaching skill-based learning where you need to actually physically interact with the person and also just like see them. Sure. See what they're doing. So that's why YouTube isn't terribly helpful. Although there are some really funny ones. There's one where she dresses like a Disney princess and drinks wine and sews. Aww. There's one where she actually sews her gloves into it. And I still... (laughs) I still can't figure out if she did it on purpose or if it was like, like if it was like a, a gag or if she like seriously did. Cause she's like chugging that wine. Oh my God. We're doing great. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. No, no, no. We're doing, we're doing so good. I would suggest that you sing while you sew and you will probably sew straighter. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Rhythm. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll try. They're so, it's so wibbly. I also think I go too fast. I need to maybe slow that down. That is another thing. Well, that's what I mean by rhythm. Okay. Is that you will, uh, we naturally, especially if we say, if we're singers, mm-hmm. we naturally will slow our rhythm down based on how fast we're singing. Oh. So like you will go slower with your foot as you sing. Interesting. So if you choose a slower song, then you will go slower. You won't be able to help yourself. Because you're changing your rhythm. Cool. Noted. (laughs) Will do. All this information you didn't need. (laughs) No, I'm loving all this information. You actually have a lot of really interesting history as well. Is there anything like you talked about the old, old, old singer there? Oh, that one? That's Brandy's mom's. (gasps) 
Oh. It's over a hundred years old, I think. And is it a who made it? Is it a singer or it's, um, is it it's a, a Minnesota? It's a Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'll take a picture of that too, listeners, because it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. She's machine. a beautiful machine. Mm-hmm. Does it still work? Oh yeah. What? We can play with it in a minute if you want to. <gasps> we'll do a quick video of yeah. it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I like Super it. Super cool. Yeah, she asked if I wanted it in the studio. So um, we did take the needle out of it so the kids wouldn't mess with it. Yeah. Which is funny because I didn't even think about that. And I'm like the safety monitor. Oh, okay. Going back to your classes. So we've talked about sewing or we've talked about uh, pants, bras, swimsuits, aprons, anything else of note that you like to make for your your classes um we do mostly garment sewing okay so with the kids they'll make there's somewhere around here like this jacket the kids make so the kids during the summer they make big projects uh-huh like jackets like this. <gasps> cool poof and then things fall and then things fall that's my life is things falling um, so a child could make that jacket like a child did make that jacket. A child did make that jacket. Mm-hmm. And how old how old are the kids? Uh that one was eight. An eight-year-old made the cutest jacket with a lined hoodie. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah, so I do a different style of teaching for the kids than I do for the adults. Um, because they are terrible at hemming things. Hemming is hard. Hemming is hard. It's hard for adults. So watching a child hem a circle skirt is the most painful thing in the entire world to watch. The way that I teach the kids I developed over the last nine years of um, different techniques for them to do so they don't do it in the same order you and I would do it. Okay. They do all of their sewing in a totally different order so that it turns out looking like that instead of looking like crap. Uh Uh-huh. So some of them succeed more than others. I will admit that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like any endeavor. Yeah. Um. So whether it's an artistic endeavor or a robot camp or what mm-hmm. have you, you're going to have variations of success and yep. failures. Mm-hmm. So, but the important thing is that they're here and they're trying and they are exercising a part of their brain that is, uh, I think, very vital. Yeah. And we have a lot of fun. So like they do dress challenges on the dress forms where I'll give them like some weird theme and then they have all this fabric that they dress the dress room with so if it's like airplanes and puppies and then they have to create their own theme and a backstory for their um, fun oh my gosh they think of the best stuff ever it's they're such little weirdos i love it you literally can't learn or work for about longer than an hour and a half to two hours the kids break up their time doing stuff like that or free sewing where they get to play with any of the fabric that's over here and they make whatever they want but they make stuff like we have fashion design where um, the kids learn what a fashion designer does. They make their own design. And then the next two days, each kid makes their own item. One might make a jacket. One might make a turtle. One might make something for their animal. So they all make Fun. something different. And then there's they make sweater jackets like that, hoodies, dresses, There's another one that's doll and I, so they can make something for themselves and for their doll that matches. Cool. Super cute. That is super cute. Um, So, yes, there's lots of stuff for them to do, which is really fun. And I love love teaching the kids because, like I said, they say the weirdest stuff. (laughs) They also (laughs) totally overshare about their home life. And so they'll tell you stuff that you're like, I don't think you were supposed to say that to me. Yeah. That's so that was a. A and B conversation I should see my way out of. <laughs> I have, uh, well, now I have uh, five nephews and one niece, my brother and his wife. Uh, I love them so much. And I'm like, just tell me things. <laughs> Lucius, just go on. Just oh, what go a ahead. great name. Oh, you'd love all. The- their names are all crazy. There's what are their names? Gaius, Valentina, Lucius, Tiberius. Octavius and now Atticus. Wow. Was just born. Those yeah. are amazing names. Very Roman. Well, it's very like they sh- they don't have to be authors. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to be smart and That's true. like authors. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh so you mentioned going doing stuff online, mm-hmm. and I'm hesitant to talk about 
uh, this because it's a bummer. However, I think it's important. Right now, we are recording at your studio, which is sadly empty because of COVID-19. Yes. And so a lot of school uh, schools are dismissed. There's mm-hmm. So your teachers aren't teaching in schools. You're not having classes come to you. So you're being very forward thinking and putting everything online. Not everything, but you're trying to do online stuff. So did you want to talk about that at all? Like what you're trying to do? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it it's definitely a bummer. I'm trying to stay positive and trying to find ways for my employees to keep working. Sure. Everybody's at home. Yeah. And they're going stir crazy. I mean, they've bought enough toilet paper to make another house for them. (laughs) So it's like they are going crazy, but they may have a sewing machine at home. Right. But they can't get any farther than where they're at without someone to help them. And so what I've done is um, all of my teachers have different specialties is what I call it, which I don't think they thought that until I told them that they did. For instance, I'm a garment sewer, right? So like couture sewing, uh, jacket making, things like that. That's my gym. Costuming, prototyping. That's what I do. But Melinda loves costuming and she loves quilting. And it's like her jam. And then Barbara loves quilting and embroidery. And she is amazing at both of those, like actually like crazy amazing at embroidery. And then Mary is this like amazing crafter. Like she can go down a Pinterest hole like you would not believe. Okay. And actually come out alive. (laughs) And she, but she is like, she'll come up with a craft for our crafting after school program. And then she'll be like, okay, so these are all the steps that we're missing in that. You know, that this is all of the stuff that wasn't told to you when you looked it up online. And so that's her jam is crafting her and her hot glue gun, even though I don't agree with hot glue. That's okay. It's okay. So what I'm doing is having a place for you to sign up with whatever type of teacher you need. So like, you don't want to talk to me about quilting, you know, because you won't be helpful. I won't be helpful. I'll be like, it looks like a square. You know, while you talk to Melinda or Barbara and they're going to be like, girl, that is not square. What are you doing? But, you know, like they're going to be on it. Right. But if you want to talk about an inset sleeve and a jacket, then I'm the person that you want to talk to. Sure. You know, so I'm trying to get a bunch of different ones of our teachers to showcase their specialty mm-hmm. so that people can sign up for online classes with them in particular. So like one on one lessons. Okay where they can get help with wherever they're at because they can't come to us and we can't go to them. So. Yeah. I love that idea. I think and it's going to be fun. I think it will be too. And is there a way that people can find you? Is it for just Made Studio? Or? It's madesostudio.com. Madesostudio.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Madesewing.com will get you there too, but it takes a little bit longer. Okay. Um, I'll provide a link as well in the, in the episode notes and, uh, on Facebook as well. So yeah, cause I want people to keep making cause I know right now, uh, it's only been one week of us working from home Mm -hmm. and, uh, I sure do need more than I love this podcast and I'm like three weeks ahead (laughs) in, in editing and stuff. So, but I need to do a little bit more Mm -hmm. and, um, sewing hasn't called to me yet, but painting has. Oh, wonderful. so I'm going to get back into to painting hopefully this next week. Now is the time if you we have the time and mm-hmm. uh, it's a really tough and stressful time. So let's make let's make let's make something beautiful. Let's make something pretty. You know yeah. what you should do is paint fabric and then make it into stuff. Mm-hmm. I've used fabric in other mixed media in my paintings and stuff. I'm a bit of a chaos monster when I it comes to painting. Painting. Uh, we have to come to my house. I have some hung up in my house. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Any last bits of wisdom or things you want to share about your studio or any stories you would like to share? I think my favorite part of my studio is my wall of all my pictures of all my students. Yeah. And that's actually only till 2016. I have like four more years that I have to put up that I haven't. Because I can't reach that far. <laughs> Some only, <laughs> only five, too. But whenever I get sad, I look at my pictures and I think about all the cool shit that people have made in here. From yeah. wedding dresses to um, 
costumes to sweatshirts to t-shirts to I think my fit well this is kind of a bummer of a story but um my the first I'll probably cry while I'm telling it okay um but um I remember I was just sitting in the studio and I was really like I was bored nobody was in there and this woman comes in and she's like I really need to finish this stocking and I was like oh okay and she's like yeah my baby was just born and it's his first Christmas and she I think it was a vet tech. Really nice woman. I can't remember her name for the life of me. I don't know. You know, you just read people's energy when they're not happy. Sure. I'm always very casual. I always like to know about my students. So I was talking to her and I said, so um, it seems like this is really sentimental, like maybe beyond first stocking. The first stocking. Yeah. So it turned out that her mom had passed away. Ooh. And she had been making the stocking before. Oh. I know. Oh no! And the, 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 <laughs> so the mom would be. You can totally oh. cut this out. The the mom was the one making it. Yeah, for the baby, and she wanted to finish it. Yeah. So she came in, and we spent like two hours finishing it. Yeah. And she's like, "How much do I owe you?" And I'm like, "Nothing." Yeah. You oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> she was so nice oh my goodness no and we're then, keeping this story because that's <laughs> that's so beautiful carissa that's a beautiful example of like why sewing and making stuff um matters yeah and it was it was beautiful she did a wonderful job on it she was so proud because she yeah. never made anything before yeah. her mom had been the one that sewed and so like a year later i think it was a year later um Someone came in that was actually a coworker of hers. Uh-huh. And she goes, you just don't know what that meant. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. It was really sweet. <gasps> that's You're a, welcome. That's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful story. It was really great. But see, that's why I love what I do is that I'm not always there for the beginning or the end of the project. But I'm always there for part of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I am from the beginning to the end. But knowing that somebody came in and I helped them even a little bit to get to another level or to get somewhere, even if they never sew again, or even if they don't finish their project, um, I'm still was there when they needed it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so great. And it's been such a wonderful conversation. I know. I love talking to you. This has been so nice. And you did such a beautiful job. And I learned a lot of history, too. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. We talked about math. We talked about all kinds of awesome things. And I really want to thank you for taking the time, for talking to me. And now, even though we have just had an emotional journey. I know. (laughs) It's time to sign off with some musical arm fart. Oh, I love that idea. So that way we always we always end on a, on a beautiful note. So feel free to oh please join me. I can't I can't. <laughs> I don't be know alone. if I know how to arm fight. You just grab your arm and blow on it. Okay. So okay. <laughs> haven't been asked that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just any old part of your arm and okay. just one two three. <laughs> You nailed it. I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for playing with me today. Thanks for coming and visiting me. This of has course. been nice. <gasps> That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> it's nice. All right. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, bye. bye. Make good choices.